Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! Oh! I landed that. Oh! That been- this one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. And stepping out, forgiveness is stepping out boldly. It sure is. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. That's right. And what's today's show about, Edward? Well, sir, today's show is all about forgiveness. In fact, it's called Forgiveness is the Ultimate Self-Care with Miranda Arier, all the way from the UK. Let miracles replace grievances. Our problems are always some form of grievance that we choose to cherish and hold on to. Forgiveness is the solution and the doorway that welcomes the miracles we seek. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind each other and listeners that holding grievances is an attack on God's plan, a way of resisting our salvation and satisfaction. And during the second segment, miracle-minded Miranda Arier joins us from the UK to emphasize the truth that love holds no grievances with today's reading, which is forgiving. Oh, I was just thinking when you were saying the line in there, that's actually from The Course in Miracles that all problems are some yes. cherished, some grievance we cherish. Right. And it's cherished because I'm always wrapping it in a story. Like I always have a narrative yeah. for these things that upset me, yeah. you know, or I think have upset me or th- or things that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all about releasing that story it's not actually the reality so much after the incident is over it's this story that i'm invested in this oh yeah even and something new i can give it a little story right about how it's right wronging me in some way yeah so this is really forgiveness. Oh, we can let go of these yeah. stories. These are feel bad stories, folks. That's why I added the words "hold on to" because, yes. like, um, even when you were describing it, is a holding yeah. that happens, and the thing that we're holding on to is actually the flow of our loving energy. We're keeping it inside and playing while this movie plays. That's what I find within <laughs> myself, and it's horrible. It's it's, horrible. A, it's really a horrible feeling, and health cannot be optimal when I'm holding all my energy in. And um, it's amazing how I just been making more. You know, we've been at this for a little while now, and just making that connection between how important how our our body is responding to our thinking oh, yeah. and the stories we're telling. And sometimes it's so easy to overlook that. Like, hey, I'll deal with that that story that's going on in my head later. But that story is 
is like affecting the way my nervous system, my yeah. hormones are going, everything, man. It's like, uh, it's such an important thing to at least take a moment and go, yes, that's what I'm thinking right now. My intention is to let it go. Yes. Even if I can't let it go in that moment. The thing is like, if we could get into the service, this old service model where it's like, uh, I don't care what I like, what I, you know, what I think and how the way I feel doesn't matter. I'm just doing this for other people. But unless it's a two way street, I can't really be of service to other people. Cause I, it's really all about like, what am I modeling for other oh. people? Like with my students and with the people we work with. So we have to be in the flow of joy in order to really like uh, pass it on to someone else, you know? Yes. That's why I remind myself often because the old hypnotic lie <clears throat> that I heard somewhere and it's perpetuated. It's not always said, but it's somehow insinuated yeah. that it's not service unless it's an inconvenience. Like somehow right. virtue means suffering in any way. And that is the biggest, that, that kills yeah. more people than cancer. And the truth is that or I have to- Or with cancer. That I, yeah, with it too. It caused too. Mm -hmm. the, um, the thing I have to remind myself over and over is doing what you love is being of service. 100%. Sharing what you love is being of service. Yeah. Getting people's hopes up, getting people's hopes up is really what we should all be doing. Yeah. Not because as wherever whenever there is hope Recovery follows. Yeah. Don't you agree? I mean, that I was just thinking for myself. I was look because I read something similar to that about hope in one of our readings, you right. know, about hope brings all these fruits. And I go, wait a minute. The moment, any moment in my life when hope is born, mm -hmm. it's like I start moving in a healthy direction. Oh, yeah. It creates a chemical change in the body. I agree because the mental process of believing there is no there is no solution is so damning. It's so uh, it it doesn't conjure up any inspiration and no. like real juice. You know, like as soon as we like get that, this is what I work with with my students, and you really instill this in a lot of people, which is that there's always like we are never out of the realm of god that that god consciousness that love flowing in and adjusting yeah. everything uh -huh. in ways that we can't even describe so like like the, the, this old idea of like a healer or a teacher who has everything under control and is just like you know writes the you know issues it out and like dishes it out but like is like on an ivory tower separate yeah. is I, I i think that's like moving to the past, what we need is people who are like willing to like when I'm with my students, I'll admit how I'm feeling. I'll admit what kind of day I'm having. I'll admit that I'm I didn't do that perfectly. And you have a right to see that. And we can talk yeah. about that. And that actually opens up yeah. the flow because it's I see like when people pretend that they know it all and they're in a position of teacher or healer and they say there's no you're cut off like you're not going to get better. This is what they don't realize how I like we don't I mean it's it's easy to overlook how detrimental putting a thought in someone's mind that there's no hope going back to what you said about hope is so I just cut like on such a deep level because then we have to walk through life holding on to this unbearable pain which is that there's no hope for us and god man that is it's so much more detrimental than I think many of us in the in the past believed 
And a lot of people have walked through their lives sort of like managing this, this really bad feeling pain that they're not worthy of love, that they're not worthy of re like fully living their dreams and, and who they are, being who they are. Well, it's even worse yeah. Yeah, because what it does psychologically, what I believe, is whenever we say there's in any way uh, there's no hope for you in this situation, yeah, that immediately psychologically and feeling wise, because I've had it happen to me, yeah, it throws you like in this subconscious feeling of now outside of society, like yeah. even though you're Agreed. in society. Well, now I'm cut off because mm -hmm. there's no hope in this situation for me. So you feel all alone. Right. And then you feel not good enough. That's right. And what happens when we feel not good enough? I start looking around and I start getting resentful because mm -hmm. I'm comparing myself because I'm. why am I cast out here and it looks like everybody else. Right. And now this resentment mm -hmm. is now feeding me feeling further away yeah and the resentment grows until there's you know someone who comes along who brings me a hopeful idea right where no 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 you can let all that go yeah none of that is true anything good is possible and it's almost like it's a whole nother way of seeing everything but whenever and that's and now we got to remember, anytime I start getting a grievance, I am now telling myself, I'm a victim, there's no hope. Any little grievance, like there's no small grievance. Agreed. Because any small grievance is the same as a big one because it pull, it throws me, it makes me separate from everybody. Yes. And now I have to prove in this twisted way that I'm an outsider, but I got to perpetually prove otherwise yes and that's what makes me resentful and it just becomes this vicious cycle but the good news is we could jump out of that cycle yes with forgiveness at any moment right yes i love this i love all of this because our imagination is so important to realize that we're the ones who are imagining yes. we are a captive of something. We're the ones who are imagining we're unworthy and then we project that out onto other people and then it just gets all screwy from there. But the main thing <laughs> yeah. is that our imagination, we have the power to set ourselves free. And it's a process we can learn to do and practice doing it because God's, this is the thing about like Course in Miracles and everything that we share is God is principle. It does not change. Yes. God does not ever change from loving us unconditionally and completely. Yes. And so it's so important that we recognize that when we are thinking these things and feel like someone else is screwing us over or whatever is going on. It's real. It, the, it's, we have to treat the level of concern within ourselves yes. that will liberate us yeah. from all the things we think are going on around us. We've read many articles, uh, uh, readings about this, the, the, the Emmett Fox reading about the guy who was in jail for 20 years. Yeah. I literally thought I had a condition for 30 years and I kept going to doctors who would reaffirm it, maybe 25 years. And they'd agree with you. And they agreed with, with your me. diagnosis. And I had a lot of guilt around it. I had a lot of shame. Finally, I just get, I kept affirming health, health, health. I finally met this young doctor when I was going to get to, and she's like, 
I, I don't know. We had a totally different conversation. She asked me a couple like very obvious questions that no one else had ever asked me. Right. And it was clear that like we had been treating something that was never really, that was never, it was, wasn't even really an issue. It's it just, not a tumor. It wasn't anything like that. <laughs> it was nothing. But for 30 years, like 25 years, I kept myself in the shame and guilt and all of that. And as soon as I started forgiving myself and, re and telling myself a new story, I actually got from a doctor, an actual doctor at Kaiser, the same place as I had been going, a totally, I walked out of there and my wife was like, I've been telling you this all along. And that's another thing. I've learned to listen to the people who are saying in my life, like Daryl or Andy or my wife, who are telling, rather than doubling down on No, no, on it's much fear. worse. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think we all have the tendency to do that. And I'm only laughing because of the relief of the oh joy. Oh my God, yeah. That this idea of letting ourselves off the hook and letting others off the hook, it really, it, I mean, Forgiveness isn't just something we do like I used to think years mm -hmm. ago, you know, to, you know, to just kind of keep the oil of getting along with others, you know, mm -hmm. keeping the machine well oiled. But, right. you know, what does it really do? Right. You know, I'll eat crow. But that's not what it is. It actually is transformative because we're getting from outside and being separate and powerless yes. to now jumping in and reconnecting with the harmonizing, loving power yes. of, that sustains everything. Yeah, Our mind is now operating in harmony with this force. It's incredible. And, and things transform. Yeah, I had to read this. We got a, a postcard from Kirky. It's a little early for the mailbag, but... Um, I'm not even going to read the absurdities that are written on the front of it. But thank you, Kirky from Germany, for sending this to us. But the quote is from Alan Cohen, and he says, Every reality is based on a particular frequency. When you are immersed in any given reality, you have access to everything that matches that frequency, and you do not have access to everything that does not match it. So take care to choose the frequency you live in by gathering thought, words, and actions that match what you want to experience. And I was surfing the other day and I was tired and I had got, I, I, when I first started, I was surfing in this amazing little place in north of LA here where very few people surf. It's amazing that this wave is so good and very few people know about it. I got blessed by a friend who invited me there. But at the end of the session, I was getting tired and I started, like, I went from seeing everyone as like my friends to thinking they're judging me. I'm not getting enough waves there. But somehow I had the wherewithal to go like, I have not even interested in any of that i'm not interested in any of this i mean, this is all going in my head i'm not interested in any of that i'm not i don't care like that doesn't matter what anyone thinks of me i just like called myself back into love and it was amazing because all of a sudden my my i mean quickly my point of view changed back to sanity sometimes i forget that i have a like sometimes i well god's gonna let me feel better at the right time sometimes i have to put my foot down a little bit and just be like i'm done I'm not playing that game at all. I've played that game. I know where it goes, you know, and it's just, it's, it's, it's not reality. I mean, that's what the, 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 the good news of the Course of Miracles is. All that fear is not, it can never be real. It can never be the reality. That's why it feels so bad. And it's, only, it's like, 
Unlike one thing, I feel that we have more say in when we wake up than I than sometimes I've gotten from what my understanding of the Course in Miracles. Like, I, at least when I was like I, a long time ago when I was reading it, it was like I felt like this is something I got to wait on the at one minute or whatever that like that. No, good. it's and there is it is a process, but there's we have so much more ability to access this oneness. Than I used to believe, you know. That, then that's why I love the like the new thought teachings. I mean, that's why I love when we visit the the Course in Miracles. I get something new out of it, a new understanding of it every time. So, um, oh my God, I read something the other day, but because I flipped through it, yeah, the Course in Miracles, I don't read it in order anymore. I just flip it and I get the medicine. Yeah, and I intuitively God wanted me to read. Right. So the other day I read something where it was actually saying, um how that that that's an illusion that there's time yes in the healing yes that the the problem and the solution are always there and it goes with his postcard what frequency am i on right. if i'm the frequency of the problem or i'm on the frequency of the solution yeah and if i'm the problem well then i need to practice forgiveness because i'm having a grievance because i'm feeling something's at stake in my life right which really isn't, and I got to get back into that secure feeling by trusting in God and that everything's going to work out yeah. and then get on board with forgiveness. Well, even the weekend, you know, I told this story in our prosperity class. I'll give a short one here just to show forgiveness isn't always what I thought it was. It's not just, it's a subtle, I mean, grievances and resentments that, they're more like they're subtle. They're subtle. It's not always that guy wronged me and yeah, I gotta let sure. go of it. Mm -hmm. You know, he gypped me or he jabbed me or dented my car. Right, right. Okay, so a subtlety of this is uh, last Saturday after the show, my bro my wife was doing a photo shoot at a rescue here in California that was one of the you know not the best conditions of a animal rescue. Yeah, she was disgusted. Yes, yeah, so. Mm. Uh, the she called me during it and she's the staff photographer and they were her organization was going there to pull some animals to a no-kill shelter as well as do an event to start getting some adopted yeah and she's the staff photographer so she was taking photos she called me and then as she's talking to me on the phone she discovered there was a horse there and she started telling me i gotta rescue this horse or it's just that and now this is the thing i started to feel the grievance because the grievance comes as uh-oh this is going to affect me negatively somehow the more you practice this stuff the more you're aware of the subtlety you're thinking and i start going oh i can't this is going to be too much you know because horses yeah. are a lot of money and i'm like oh she's gonna how is she gonna rescue this is gonna be an impossible and when my wife decides to do something folks she does it so i'm like but I knew I cannot throw like negativity or shade on her thing. Like I knew that because I knew that was only going to resistance was going to make this a nightmare. Like this is the two vibrations. So I just said, okay. And I'm listening to her, you know, letting go of those thoughts, not shit, letting anything come out of my voice. That's going to resist this idea of hers. And as she was going on, and I talked to her later in the day, she called me back about, she talked to some people, and it sounds like, oh my God, you know, my wife's going to be dealing with a horse, and we're, I'm going to be dealing with a horse. And instead of that, 
the forgiveness clicked in because I knew I just couldn't be honest. The forgiveness of that grievance. See, it's not forgiving my wife. It's, a, it's in my mind, folks. And I started to just surrender because forgive means to give up. Mm-hmm. So, and I just said, and I had this came from within me, you know, that other vibration. You know what? I have a feeling. I said this on the phone. I have a feeling this is going to work out remarkably effortless yes. that this horse is going to get somehow to a sanctuary. Because she's saying things like, I'll drive it, I'll transport it to Utah. And she would. And I'm going, oh, my God, what's that going to cost? I had to let go of all of that. By Monday, by Monday, this was Saturday, by Monday, the horse, through some just a phone call here, miraculous like person out of nowhere over there that the horse is going to a sanctuary the sanctuary is transporting the horse and the rescue said oh by the way to my wife Lori on the phone on Monday all the good news and now we only have one horse and Lori says what do you mean one horse I thought there was only one horse and she said no the other horse was at the vet when you were here and Lori said oh my goodness well there was another rescue that said they would take that same original horse to Lori. And now Lori called them and said, hey, there's this other horse there. And they said, well, if that horse is taking the original horse, we'll take the other horse. Within three days, I get the chills. Right, Look, I'm I have chills. That. I'm feeling it. This, if I had resisted, folks, this wouldn't have, this has, I don't, and I don't mean this is me, Jesus bless it. What I mean is, I know for a fact from experience, if I had resisted this and did like we were talking in the beginning of the show, telling Lori there's no hope, she would have got thrown further away. It would have felt more of a fight for her. The whole thing would have at best been prolonged. Yeah. At worst, been would have attracted everything I right. feared. Right. So... Letting go of grievances, man, is miracle making. It invites miracles. Yeah, and it's funny you 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 just said I'm not Jesus, and I was thinking you were Jesus because the Christ within you blessed it and magnified and multiplied the experience and open and helped open the door, like because two or more are gathered, all that stuff. But I don't. Uh, that's the, like we always say that we love the unity teachings because it says Jesus is the 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 uh, example, great, great not example. The, the great example, yeah. not the experience, not the exception. You did it. Yeah. What do you know? You did it. You let the Christ within you bless it. And that is such a powerful lesson because it means that oftentimes our good is coming, but if we resist it, it feels like it's our bad. I was telling you the other day, like something I got from Abraham Hicks is when we have a desire, we summon the energy yes. to come through us. But if we get scared and start listening to our fear, we start fighting with our good. And then we have energy trying to come through and we're resisting it. And that's when health challenges happen that's when uh, challenges happen with relationships that's when all manner of, of challenges happen now what this show is awesome tell people how to be a member of the funniest thing club okay you might already be a member folks and you probably and you possibly are a first time listener and going how could i be a member because we're just a group of in- truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of god's love As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. And 
We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. Amen to that. Let's take a moment to bless, magnify, and multiply everyone who's contributing, all the contributions coming in through Patreon. You're allowing us to come into Chobo Studios. That money is going into, be also going into the ties that indie ties through Chobo Studios. So uh, thank you all. Let's just bless this ministry, bless all the contributions that are coming in, bless the great teachers that are here, have been with us, and are, that you all get to know each week, and that we get to know. Yes. We're just so thankful for this opportunity, because Daryl and Ed are healed through every episode, so is Indy. Yeah. That's why we love doing it. It's selfish. Uh, there's a selfish motivation as well. Literally, while we're talking, my mind is working out things uh, and grievances, and like yeah. you shared that story. I mean, I'm so blessed to sit next to Daryl. And have a great teacher that, like, while he's teaching, my, it's unraveling stuff for me. It's like, I don't even know how the show is going to work, but I know that the show is going to work yeah. itself out through us. So thank you, everyone who is on patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. We got some great postcards. I already read one from Kirky. We got one. This is amazing from uh, Glenn and Sarah Brewster. She, they said, Dear Daryl and Ed, we've been traveling around Spain for our honeymoon. Thinking about you and listening to the Funniest Thing podcast as we go, we've been able to see some th amazing things since we've been here. Traveling can bring challenges. It can really help to keep a positive mindset. Thank for all you, thanks for all you do in helping us to have great travels. Love, Glenn and Sarah Brewster. We love you. Uh, by the way, hop on the YouTube channel so you can see all the great postcards we're getting. Uh, go to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Subscribe to the channel. That channel's growing. We were shooting for 500. Now we're shooting for 1,000 uh, subscribers. So we appreciate it. It's just uh, we get such a high-quality uh, video experience. You can watch the whole episode there. So uh, enjoy it there. Yes. Um, if you want to send us anything, send it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Not sure if I said that yet, but we got a great Lois Conklin postcard. We love Lois. She says, there is great value in slowing down all of our activities. No hurry, no place to go, nothing else to do, but just a settling back into the moment. That's by Joel uh, Goldstein. Yeah. Yeah. Goldsmith. Gold. Well, is this is Goldstein? Jay Goldstein. Maybe oh, this maybe is someone else. I don't know who that is. That's why I thought it was Joel. <laughs> Weekly blessings on you too, Daryl and Ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the finance guy for Funniest Thing. <laughs> Weekly blessings on you too, Daryl and Ed. Thanks for all the love, encouragement, and fun for bringing uh, into our lives. You bring into our lives every week. Such a joy. Love, Lois Conklin. Um, we got another Lois. It's a great day for a good day or a great day. Go for it. More, more, it's a good day for a good day or a great day. Go for it. She says, Money, Monday morning card to you. Loved meeting Rabia on your show. Like meeting a new friend. I love your guests. They all share love and insight. Sharing lots of music with children this week. Life is good. In his care, Lois Conklin. She just created the new chant, TGIM. TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. That's right. That's right. So why wait to Friday? We got one that says Chobo loves Laurel and Fred. Oh yes, that's the that's the knockoff series that's floating around. Yeah. 
Meeting Daryl and Ed has been one of the few pivotal moments in my life, next to being born and meeting the love of my life, Victoria. <laughs> being born. You both have been responsible for showing me a new attitude and perspective on how I treat myself and others, as well as the wonderful choice of being transformed by the renewing of my mind. Words cannot open my, uh, express my gratitude for you. Thank you. It's not what you will think about me that holds me back from being myself. It's what I think you will think about me that holds me back from being myself. Oh, wow. So true. Let me read a little part of this, and we'll do a reading, a breath, and get out of here. That's it. And then okay. bring it We got this guess. great Michael Schoonover from, he sent us, it is from uh, Unity, Weekly Unity, I believe it was called. And it's from... 1937, Michael Schoonover is at, um, what's that called, Vista? Vista? Unity of Vista. No, Unity Way of Vista. Unity, uh, Unity Way Church. Unity Way Church. Michael Schoonover is an amazing truth teacher. This is, comes from the Society of Silent Unity, the healing department of Unity School. A message to you, there is no fear in love. And I'm just going to read a couple of little sni snippets here. Love touches the imagination with magic power to purify it and free it entirely from the mountains that have been mo uh, made from molehills of fear, the bridges of trouble that have been erected from worry and anxiety, the beliefs that certain people, conditions, or circumstances have the power to harm you. It says, weighed down by resentment and concern, you cannot put your best endeavor into the thing you are doing. That which you fear comes upon you. It says, fear is a cat of nine tails that lashes you on in misery and dejection. It says, what is the unfailing remedy? The love that casts out all fear and all darkened thoughts that lead up to fear. Step by step, from one experience, one blessing, one day's growth to another, through healings, overcomings, forgiveness, and tolerance, through accepting and using and being made perfect in, in love, you ascend Godward. You ascend into his consciousness, his realm, his manifestation of love, wholeness, bliss, and abundance. All right. I have something that I think our guest is going to really appreciate. Because right, when it. I read this the other night, I thought of her. Yes. Because, uh, well, let's just read it. Thoughts of criticism, and this is from The Dynamic Laws of Healing by Catherine Ponder. And I'm reading, if you have the book, from page 120, The Healing Law of Love. Thoughts of criticism and condemnation call, cause all sorts of illness. When you speak words of love, you clear up the negative emotion that caused the illness. Love is the greatest worker and will accomplish more for your happiness than all other mind powers combined. If you want a servant that will work for you night and day, cultivate divine love. Love is the key to healing. Many doctors now agree that the majority of man's ills come from congestion and from poisons stirred up by negative emotions. Love relaxes and harmonizes man's emotions. Love attunes the individual to the healing power within himself. And here's the part I thought Miranda would enjoy. Scientific studies on love at Harvard University, headed by Dr. Pitarum A. Sorokin, revealed love, like other good things, can be deliberately produced by human beings. There is no reason why we cannot learn to generate love as we do other natural forces. The Harvard scientists discovered that you can actually bombard people 
situations and conditions with love, thereby producing miraculous changes. Yes. They predicted that turning love on might soon become a universal prescription for healing the world's world's ills. Wow. That is such great news. By the way, uh, Kirk Chelson sent us one more thing. Actually, I think it was his pen name, Dick Coxon. Oh, no. And is, he this, wanted... is this suitable for airtime? Well, they're dangling Jesus nipple rings, so I, I thought you might like those. Oh, my God. I don't know. I never really know what's going on under that T-shirt over there, but uh, consider those dangling Jesus nipple rings that, <laughs> that were sent to us. Um, let's quickly thank Jeff Comfort out in Kansas City, Kansas, because each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. Let's thank Indio Chobo Studios. How are you doing, Indiana Fawcett? I'm doing great, Laurel and Fred. Great thank episode. Thank you, buddy. Loving it. Thanks for the great card. That's uh, ChoboStudios.com if you want to get in here. They can also edit up your reels and shorts and everything else at podshuttle.io. Thank you. Um, thank you. you want to do the breaths, then go to the break. Okay. All yeah. right. This is a great... Um, California icon. I, I think she's from California because she does the songs about California, doesn't she? She lives here. Yeah, she's what they call a bodhisattva. Um, someone who wants to eradicate misery and suffering for others. Okay. What's her name? What is her name? It's not Amy Stewart. What no. is it? What's her name? All she Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Okay. Because <clears throat> really, forgiveness is like, it's not so much... Just what we're thinking, it's what we're not thinking. We're missing out on yeah. all the fun stuff we could be thinking about. And really, that's all we want. Yeah. Right? I agree. And so I, when I was deep in, in meditation the other day, the, I used this affirmation for de- great healing. Ready? Uh, all I want to do is have some fun. And I got a feeling I'm not the only one. Ah. Do you have to do a snarky look at the camera when you say the I second I looked at line? you, but you had your eyes closed. Okay. Try it. Okay. <laughs> All I want to do is have some fun. Open your eyes and give the look. And I got a feeling <laughs> I'm not the only one. Ah. Ah. All I want to do is have some fun. And I got a feeling I'm not the only one. Ah. That is the good news. We are never the only one. The moment we let go, forgive, Get on with the party. Everyone else seems to join in. It's amazing. Coming up next, speaking of joining the party, miracle-minded Miranda Arie emphasizes that love holds no grievances with today's reading, Forgiving. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing and watching Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, live from Chobo Studios. We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. 
All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's episode is called Forgiveness is the Ultimate Self-Care with our special guest all the way from the UK. Her name is Miranda Arier. Hello. Hi, gorgeous to be here, guys. Oh, gorgeous is right. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Great, we've got the first day of sun in a while here in the UK, so really oh, celebrating. Oh, nice. Oh, it's a joy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we take it for granted out here, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're, oh, we're, we're wandering around in um, spe speedos, shirtless all the time. Well, I'm not going to hold a grievance against you for that, following yeah. on from the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people who don't know Miranda from our, the last time you were here, Miranda does incredible work with mental health related also a lot to the course in miracles and some of the things we've been talking about today in the uk and the uh what's it called the national health association yeah or, or? the national health service so it's like the mainstream system i guess the health system and the mainstream mental health system for sure right and and, and what we were talking about on the break daryl was mentioning it the way we connected with you is through a podcast that leslie laird had sent us a course in miracles podcast and what stuck stuck out was the way you live this stuff and i feel like you're one of these people I, and I, you could correct me if i'm wrong but it seems like it came to you transformed your experience so much that it's like an inner calling to bring this out and share it with others is, is that an accurate way of describing it yeah very much so ed and like what you were saying in the first part of the podcast around this sort of doing the work on yourself if you're working with others it, it goes back to the course of miracles lesson which is when i'm healed i'm not healed alone and i guess it's sort of that amplification of everything that you know the work that I've done on myself when when you notice the benefits it you kind of just want to share this stuff you mm -hmm. know like noticing the benefits out of my own life and releasing my own suffering more and more which is obviously an ongoing process for us all as human beings um but yeah just wanting to share the tools uh, of which forgiveness is one you know it is it is a tool it's a practice um you know to use so it's certainly a part of the work I do is forgiveness it's at the core right and um, I think one thing that's that impresses us or like speaks to us when we see you share is how you're in the uh, National Health Service and yet you're remaining true to these principles. Like what gives you I mean, do you ever feel tempted to water it down or do you ever feel like you're a fish out of water or like how do you keep the faith to bring this so powerfully? Because we see you speak. How do you find that faith to bring that into that environment and trust it so much? Yeah, unapologetically, unapologetically. like you do, yeah. which is great because it's how it, that is what's going to help people, and it does help people. Yeah. It really does. Like, yeah, and you know, a lot of people say that what I'm doing here in the mental health system in the NHS, the National Health Service, is radical. You know, we're doing inner child. We're pres we're prescribing forgiveness. We're prescribing um, inner child healing. We're prescribing self compassionate practice. And you know, throughout the whole program uh, that I've created called the Heroes Group Work Program, it stands for Healing Education and Recovery of Emotional Strength. I'm using teachings of <laughs> of A Course of Miracles and using the teachings of love to support people to heal. Now, a lot of people would say that radical is radical, but for me, giving a medication to someone who's been through really difficult events and their life I, I find that quite radical that being an only port of call 
obviously medication can save lives and it can be phenomenal for so many people. And in the past, I've definitely used it and it's really helped me. However, when we just give that, that to me is very radical. That to me is is um, it's outrageous on yeah. some level. So, so for me, bringing this stuff through, I guess like to start with, I was maybe a little bit more anxious about it. But when I started seeing the results, I've just got more and more uh, daring with it and more and more... Um, more and more in love with the process that I've been in with my own healing, which has had to be, it's had to be disciplined. It's had to be a practice. It's had to be radical in so many ways. So I kind of feel now I've got to a place because I've been reaching so many people and we work across the most deprived areas in Leeds. I, I developed the program with the people from the most deprived areas in Leeds. So we had to make these teachings very accessible. So over many years, <laughs> I've been able to hone them to be a little bit more accessible for people. Yes. And I think that's really helped, you know, as well, because when people have been through the mainstream system of mental health treatment, which is very much about label, diagnosis, medication, They've never even heard of the word mindfulness before. They've never they've never heard of what, you know, using forgiveness. There's been a massive resistance to that. So we've had to like chip away at making it very accessible. <laughs> That's been a big, uh, big learning curve, mm -hmm. as you probably imagine as well from from uh, the work you do in schools as well, Ed, you know, you yes. have to make it accessible. Yeah. And I think um, a couple of things I can really relate to what you're saying is I've I, I've worked with sort of the fringe of that other it's been a blessing to me that I've worked with people that kind of many people have given up on because it, it gave me the freedom because uh, to do to 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 get radical because whatever was work tried was not working at all and people had given up hope so I was like able to really yeah just hone and, and again like you practice how practical can I make this how practical and and the comment the parallel with myself and in making it it's just purifying, like clarifying, excuse me, for me, how can I apply it to myself? Seeing what really works. Because when you're working with people that don't put on a show and are going to tell you straight up what they think, it's a really great way, right, to get clear on is this real, like is it working or are you just playing along? I've worked with a lot of people that don't play along. And so it's helped me to just get clearer and more and more practical as well. And also I went through a phase where I um, took some medicine for anxiety and depression and so i have had that direct experience i've been through the mental health system myself as well so that, i think that like those all of that together right it really feeds our practice you know because when i went into i thought i was just completely insane you know like i thought maybe schizophrenic or something but it's because the voices in my head were so loud and so i i checked but i didn't even i had i didn't have any insurance at the time so i went into same place that a homeless pers a person would go and felt what it felt like for them to sit me down and say, like I, I was lovingly talking to someone next to me because clearly I was in a better place. And I said, then they told me this, do not talk to that person. You're here for yourself. Everything was like, I don't know. It just opened uh -huh. my mind to what was out there, you know, like to what other people are experiencing. And it made me, I think it just inspires me, the empathy in me to want to extend that to other people, you know, that love and that. Yeah. Empowerment. And this is, that's such an insane thing that you were told to not kind of give love to that other person. Because for me, the most healing thing that I've ever seen within the field of healing or mental health, whatever you want to call it, is, is the, the, 
trauma requires community to heal. Trauma requires the, a group work process. It's not, we, we, we don't heal in isolation. Mm-hmm. Wounds that have been created within us that are relational wounds, which is a relational wound is what most people have who've encountered, if you want to call it trauma, distressing events, whatever you want to call it. A relational wound means that that it's been from lack of love from caregivers in whatever way, you know, even if they've tried their best or, you know, bullying at school, it's, it's happened from relationships with others. The relational wound requires relational healing. So the group work process, this sort of supporting others to support each other. I don't believe healing is complete until we support the healing of others. And group work offers that opportunity. Group work offers this um, space for people to root for the healing of others. And Mm -hmm. that energy, like you said before, that energy, it's not just for the others. We don't just give it and it goes it comes through and our own healing is amplified in that process. We, we don't heal in isolation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really happen. We have to root for others with it as well because to give and to receive a one in truth, like A Course of Miracles, you know, beautifully states. Right. And I, the last thing I want to share too, based on what you shared, because what you were saying has so much resonance with my own experience is that um, the third part was, so I took um, Lexapro for a year or so but in that process, I also had found this spiritual psychology master's program, and I got into that program. But I also was starting a new job. So I like took a year where I took the Lexapro and waited for the, the, the uh, program to start. And um, what you were saying about just medicating and not doing the emotional healing is, is, ext- is more radical. And I agree with that because it's – it's, it, requ- it requires the constant um, sort of numbing over of those of those feelings, you know, like because they they're there, and and it's actually a blessing that they want to come out to be to be healed. So, what was amazing was I went. I mean, this I think the psychiatrist who gave me that medicine thought I would be on it for the rest of my life, probably or whatever, you know. It, but because when I first, he was up in a, a high room office in a building. And like literally, I was I was so anxious when I first started. It was hard for me to. I was so afraid of heights, and that window was over there. It was hard for me to even sit in the office because every anxiety I'd ever had was amplified. So he'd be talking, and I'd be looking like, "Am I gonna fall out of that like window or whatever?" You know. But within a year of going to the Masters of Spiritual Psychology, which I when I saw what they were teaching, I knew what I knew that they had what I was looking for because I had worked with a psychologist when I was 19 who started me on these processes like to self-forgiveness and these things. But then I hadn't gone to anyone for many, many years. And I hit this point in my life where it's like, which one's real? That stuff I was learning from that guy or all this anxiety and all this, you know, so I had to make a choice and I made a choice. I'm going to find out what this is about. And by practicing self-forgiveness, because a big part of the Masters of Spiritual Psychology was like, I basically learned that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Because everything else is projection, everything. Oh else. yeah, yeah. So, but I and I sincerely like I was like you or like Daryl. I was like in my program, people looked at me as like, oh, you actually do like you're the guy who does this stuff all the time. Because when I got the tools, I was like, I'm using oh, yeah. them all the time. Oh my god, yeah. And then within a short period of time, I went back to the psychiatrist and told him I'm not taking the medicine anymore. And he was like, What are you crazy? But I knew because I knew the shift had happened from the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I never took it again. And it's, um, 
it's not a bragging thing. It's just that the, it, it's a, um, a celebratory thing, that there are, there are actual tools that can heal the underlying things that are leading to the anxiety, leading to the depression. And um, that is something to celebrate. It is as radical as it can seem in, in, in a system that might not, under, not really believe that that or healing is possible, you know? Yeah. I mean, how radical really is love? I know. I, love. This is it. And and yeah, that might sound, do you know what? If I went in, <laughs> if I went into one of the big meetings that I go into with these principal clinical psychologists, consultant psychiatrists, and I'm there with my program and pitching it all the time and it's going really well. But if I really just went in and just went, we're just treating people with love. We're taking people into this room and we're giving them love and we're telling them to give love to each other's that they'd be like, Oh my God. <laughs> There's no way they'd be rolling it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I hope they're not cheating it right now. But, you know, it's like, we'll actually go for it. Great. I hope they do, actually. But, but you know, I, I wouldn't be able to say it like that. But essentially, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And actually, it's the most natural thing in the world. <laughs> so how yeah. radical really it is. It really is crazy. Is yeah. I mean, when you have Harvard scientists, even the father of American psychology, who was a dean at Harvard, William James, he was saying the same stuff over a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. The same thing you're sharing with your healing groups is what he was saying was, and this was the father of American psychology. Right. At Harvard, the Dean of Harvard wow. saying, this is what works. The crazy part is how did it get, so far away, I mean, it doesn't matter how. The good news is it seems like it's coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like the pendulum, because it's the one thing that works. I was just, uh, it's amazing how you're bringing this and it's being, I mean, this is very promising that it's being accepted um, over there. Hopefully it'll become more widely accepted here Ironically, though, you know, thir over 30 years ago, I was part of a military experiment uh, in where they took misfit toys like myself and other knuckleheads from all the branches who were getting trub in trouble um, due to their behavior um, and threw us into a rehabilitation center at Pearl Harbor and we were taught these things. We were reading books, Leo Bastaglia's book titled Love. I mean, it's crazy. We were uh, being told uh, all these things you're talking about now. Um, it was also put like this, that the problem with us, this is one of the facilitators there, and this is what, now we gotta imagine, these are Marines and Navy petty officers. This was, it was crazy, man. And but they were getting the benefits of these practices like they were experimenting on these guys. These guys were eating it up. So now they're let's see if this works on these guys who seem to have mental illnesses of various types. <laughs> yes. And so they said this, look, the problem is, is a lack of love is your problem. And the mm -hmm. facilitator said. But the problem is, when you feel you have a lack of love, you think you have to get it from out there. Mm, mm, and mm. being unforgiving cuts yeah. you off from even 
trying to get it from out there, which you will never get it. Then he said this, imagine this, that you are like a pond with an inflow. The inflow is love coming in. But the problem is when you start be growing, protecting yourself, you become less and less willing to forgive and open yourself up, like you said, to a relation, a, re, a relational type recovery because you feel you've been cut off. But here's the thing. If you don't have an outlet, then that pond gets stagnant. Mm. So what do we do? And this is crazy because he was talking exactly what you guys are saying. He goes, mm. what do we do? Mm. Well, we treat it with medication or drugs or psych meds. And just like a pool, you throw chlorine in it and it's good for a little while. Uh, but what happens when you mm. oh, it gets stagnant again? So what's the solution? The solution is an outlet. Mm. And once mm. you let an outlet and you start, forget about getting love, guys. You know, it was mostly men and say, forget it. Start giving it. Be a love exuder. Yeah. Just start seeing simple ways. How do you give love? You could smile. You could say hi. Or my name is this. Or hold the door for someone. There's always a way. And once you start allowing that love to flow in these simple ways, yeah. more love will come in. And the more you give, the more you'll receive. And the more uh -huh. healing you'll experience. Not only that, the more prosperity, the more happiness, joy, love, and acceptance. And you know what? We were like, but when again, I was probably like one of the only few, me and this other guy, Jeff Spikes, who were eating this stuff going, I want more of this, you know? And there yeah. were guys, when they'd see me reading the Leo Biscaglia book on love, yeah. or the Course in, these guys, Miranda, in the military, they were suggesting Course in Miracles. This is 1986. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. This is where I got introduced to it back then. It's beautiful. But unfortunately, they've now gone into treating um, PTSD because I went recently to see, hey, does this thing still exist? Like I was scratching my head because I could participate. Oh, no, no, no. We don't have that anymore. Like they didn't even know what it was. They were looking at me like I was a, like I was right. delusional about mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. you know, because they're just treating the PTSD with these mechanical like institutionalized yeah. methods. Yeah, there's a lot. They once they start and implementing that control, like yeah, too much on it's it. Death. Yeah, it's like they treat the body. They, they, yes. they, they go to treat the body. When it comes to PTSD, when trauma happens, it's not about the event. It's about what happens inside of us as a result of the event. The trauma is what we carry forward with us. And the trauma is the beliefs that we create about ourselves because of something that's happened. We're not carrying that event with us because it's gone. Yes. The past is not here anymore. We cannot change what has happened. Forgiveness is in, in a whole element is around coming to the present moment, recognizing that's not there anymore. But of course, we've been left with some scarring, if you want to call it that. And it's scarring of the body, scarring of the mind, whatever you want to class it as. We have to recognize the beliefs we've created about who we are as a result of trauma. Okay, so that might be that if something very distressing has happened, we're walking around playing on repeat in our heads, I am not safe, I am not safe, I am not safe. That's what needs treating. Yes. I am not how do we how do we become at home? Uh, there's a course of miracles lesson, which is I am I am at home. Fear is the stranger here. How do we bring that 
through into this world of treating trauma. Mm. Because when we look at, like, I love what you were bringing through there, Daryl, about this sort of like a connection with others and they were almost, you know, that you would, it sounds Mm. like that's what you went through. It sounds amazing, the military program, even though it might've been distressing to start with, you know, this this connection with others, it's not even just about the connection with others, but it's about that we've disconnected from ourselves when traumatic events happens. We've disconnected from the truth of who we are. And Mm. like you were saying, if you go out into the world and you're giving this love and you're bringing the smile and you're connecting with people, you bring, and that's a practice as well. I know it's hard because when I suffer, you know, whenever we suffer, we're having a human experience. It's not always easy. I want to acknowledge that for anyone listening who's like, oh my God, but I'm going through such a hard time and I'm finding it hard and I'm irritated or whatever it is, it's okay. We, it's a practice. We bring this discipline through. We bring this love through for others. And that connects us with ourselves mm-hmm. because the true disconnect that happens there when trauma occurs is that we disconnect from the truth of who we are. Yes. And we tell ourselves that we're weak when we're actually strong. We tell ourselves we're not, we're powerless when actually we're, li- we're limitless mm-hmm. and we're powerful in our true identity, the truth of who we are, mm. connected with source infinitely, you know, connected with others infinitely. This is what we want to embody. And when, we, when, we, when we're walking around in the world with the identity we've created, created for ourselves out of trauma, we're completely disconnected from the self, self with a capital S. And when we give love to others, we embody that truth of who we are. So it's it's this sort of delicate dance, this forgiveness of recognizing it's an inside job. Forgiveness does never ever requires anyone else. It's an inside job. It's something that we do and it's something that we do we're not doing it for anyone else either. Right. Be- beautiful if you want to do it for someone else, lovely. But we're we're doing it. It's it's a it is an act of self love. It's mm. an act of self care. It's an act of recognizing we want inner peace above all else. Okay, and it, and it it doesn't mean we condone or justify or excuse. It's nothing to do with that. We, you know, people get very triggered when we talk about forgiveness. And and I understand, you know, when people have been through really, really traumatic events, I really understand that. And I want to really honor that in anyone listening. I want to honor that that can feel really challenging. The word forgiveness might bring up stuff for them. However, this inside job is a return to the truth of who we are. And it's a return to, to recognizing that the beliefs we created for ourselves and our identity from what happened to us are not true. And the past is not here anymore. And in the present moment, we have the power to let that go. And we might say, one day I'll forgive. We might say, when I get to this place, I'll forgive. But it's only ever going to happen in the now. Mm-hmm. Now. Now. <laughs> Every moment to moment, we have that chance. And it's a practice. And and it brings more joy than anything. <laughs> Returning to the truth of who we are, you know? No, yes. I, there's an affirmation I, I just want to read uh, before we wrap up, too. Um, this is... a. I read from the book earlier. That's where I we read uh, in the first segment, The Dynamic Laws of Healing by Catherine Ponder. And she gives out, she ha- gave out this great little, it's a, your forgiveness list. And it's a great practice. List people, organizations, situations, or experience of the past or present who, you know, we have a grievance or we're hanging on to this bad feeling story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, it's long gone, but I have this bad feeling story. Right. Sometimes I have to help myself forgive things by reminding myself 
And, you know, you could call this a mental trick, but I call it really a dynamic realization of the truth, and that is this. If I do something five minutes ago I'm embarrassed or ashamed of, or somebody did something, you know, re that upset me at, you know, someone at a restaurant or something. It could be anything. And I it caused me to get discordant in my feeling, in my body. Yes. I remind myself, the past is the past. Something that happened five minutes ago is as far in the past as something that happened when you were five years old. It's that far away. The past is the past. And would you be carrying this around, Daryl, if this happened when you were... No, I would have forgotten it by now. Good. Take that attitude and apply it to this. It's a discipline, like Miranda's saying. But it's a discipline worth applying because the results are so rewarding. So when you make your list, she suggests you do this affirmation. I love this affirmation. Even if I'm unconscious of people, I'm uh, have... Uh, I'm unforgiving of or have grievances against. You know, sometimes I can't, you know, the good news is you'll forget about them and they'll change. But it's always good to do this in the morning. And I do these two. One is I fully and freely forgive. I lose you and let you go to your good quickly and in peace. All is cleared up between us now and forever. And then the other one. Yeah. That was, we, I, I loose you, right? I'm yeah, letting you loose. go. I'm letting you, you loose. Mm hmm. Um, the other one, because my biggest problem, I was thinking, I was reading this thing about um, someone suffering from rheumatoid arthritis uh, for many years, and it was because it, it was attached to he was critical. He was always critical, critical, critical. And I go, well, wait, I get aches and pains and this and that. And I can't really think of one particular... Like, particular things that remain critical i'm usually good at letting go letting go letting go you know i'll bring it up with ed or whatever and we'll let it go but where is this real criticism coming from myself mm. i realize i criticize myself most all the time and that folks is because i'm not forgiving myself I think there might be some things forgotten, some old ideas where I think I did some things reprehensible in my past, and I gotta let myself off the hook. So listen to this one. And this is if you're thinking some, some belief that you have that someone's still holding something against you. You may think it's justified that they're still upset at you for this. Practice this affirmation. And with that person or place or thing in mind. This is create. I mean, this one works wonders on me, folks. I, you, you, this is your saying, you fully and freely forgive me. You loose me and let me go to my good quickly and in peace. All is cleared up between us now and forever. Yeah. And your mind may go, well, wait a minute. How do I know they're forgiven? And is this, is this really like being honest, wishing that they forgive me? Well, f yes, because forgiveness is healing for them. Forgiveness mm -hmm. is healing for them. Why not wish that they forgive you? But the best part is, like Ed said before the show when we read this, I get to let go of this perceived idea mm -hmm. that somebody, and most of the time we find out when we encounter those people in our lives that we think are been judging us so harshly, 
you find out they don't even remember the incident or yes. they're so happy to see us. I'm like, wait a minute, I thought this guy mm-hmm. was going to give it to me, and rightly so. It was me the whole time. Right. It was me the whole time. Yep. We still have to get to the Daily Word. Um, but I wanted to – there's a few things I want to share real quick is that when you were talking about opening – I really love the pond and having an outlet for it. Um, I just received this Human Service Award through, through my school district for the t- being the teacher from my campus, one of the teachers, the two teachers that got chosen for it. And then one of my students gave this amazing – he's on the spe- autism spectrum. He gave this beautiful little talk about – caring and showing up with a smile and always being there like and i realized the reason i got uh acknowledged for this is because i i love allow it has nothing to do with um the academic part although it does bleed into the academic part it influences it it's every day i just open the door for people i say hello to people yeah. i ask them how their kids doing even if i don't work with their kid i jump into the the group of the PTA moms in the front that used to scare me. Now I just jump in the middle and say, how are you guys all doing? How's Will doing? How's this guy doing? How's it? And all of that by being the outlet brought this yeah. award to me. It, it was more an award that this stuff works than anything yes. else. It was just an award of how, because I was, ne- I never even see myself in that circle of well, these type of awards and like teachers and, but it was cool. Like it was a, such a great way to honor. It really, when you were talking, I realized that I always had the ability and the potential and everything. And I was doing great things, but it really wasn't until I just started letting the joy out. And when I walk on campus, there's 20, 30 kids that give me high fives. Mr. B, one girl that would never speak at all last year. Now she's just like, she's like uh, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. She's like, Mr. B. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's a miracle of this love. It, it heals Everything. The, the other thing I wanted to say is that if you are in like a really erratic place, I have to say it's not wrong to, to have like even if you're practicing this stuff like the medication part, it does stabilize moods. And if you're oh, like yeah. in one of these really crazy places, it can be very hard to focus and sleep and apply these principles. But don't think of it as um like it's A or B, either I'm using these principles or because I used to, I, it took me a long time to say yes to that because I thought that was being wrong. I wasn't being, because I always had this spiritual motivation, but I'll tell you what, it helped me start going to sleep and it helped me to like not be terrified, which then allowed me to access these tools. And then after using the tools, I was able to get off of the medication, which was originally the way they were designed to be used. So just know if you're in that place where I've been or where Miranda's been, it's not a moral thing. If this helps you, if that helps you at this time, please don't. Yes. And and recovery, recovery is a process. Recovery is not an end point to get to where we're suddenly fixed and everything, you know, is all neatly tied up and we just never feel fear again. Recovery is a process. Recovery is a journey. And wherever we're at in that journey is okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Yes. There's no one better than the other. Right. There's no one place in that journey that's better than another right. place as well. Like, All we're yeah. doing is fine-tuning our mind to recognize our divinity, which never changes. And whatever it takes to fine-tune your mind, you are already whole, divinely loved. None of that is even in question. So there's no moral judgment on any of this stuff. And the yeah. last thing is a process I've been using this week. Um, I had started doing this like a month ago, and then I was rolling so well, and I forgot about it. And then these other voices of self disapproval started subtly coming in 
And so this week I started again, just a couple, maybe yesterday, I started approving of myself, saying to myself, I approve of you. I approve. And then I realized I wasn't approving of some of the desires I have, like to 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 uh, expand expand into a different maybe a different job where I can express more of this stuff, yeah, uh, more money, whatever. All these I realized because it's a it's my consciousness that there's no time in God. So I never learned how to. I never learned self approval. I didn't realize that was even a thing, you know. So I didn't realize that it wasn't happening. I just felt like an awful feeling inside. So this week I went back to this practice, which was telling that part of me that feels restricted down there, I approve of you. I, and it's it's amazing because I realized like, it's like now I'm the, the, the CEO who's stamping it. Okay, job request, transfer, approved. You know, wanting to live a more happy, full, prosperous life, approved. I'm the, I started stamping that approval on myself and it's, it's, it's life-changing, it's life-changing. And then uh, the other thing was, if I am in a moment where there is a lot of crap going in my head, instead of trying to rush out of it, nowadays my meditation might start with just sitting and going, yep, this is really what's going through my mind right now. And I'm actually doing the thing that's going to help me move through it. Because sometimes when those little panicky voices come, I still will find myself just running from it. And that just doesn't allow me to take the power back. So sitting there and just going, yes, this is what my mind is doing. It helps me to see that this is my imagination. And then keep proving myself and telling myself, yes, because the voice is going, this isn't working. This is, but I'm saying, yes, it is working because I know this works. This, I am doing because I'm valuing the choices I make. That At the end of the day, I make a list sometimes. What did I choose to do today? Especially if there's a critical voice go active, it might be going, this voice, this day was crap. You didn't do this. So then I sit down and go, what did I choose to do? I did my morning routine. I showed up. I gave love to this person and that person and that person. I showed up. I did the show. That creates a totally different picture than the voice that's going, yeah, but I was withholding and I wasn't doing this. And it's like, like Miranda just said, it's not about uh, judgment. It's a process. But the fact that we keep choosing and, and like writing those choices down, it's kind of like Daryl makes a list in his calendar of all the amazing miracles. Include the choices that we make. Yeah. It's a big deal. It starts to build our sense of um, worthiness. I'm about my own sense of worthiness. I'm Daryl Fazzaro, and I approve of this message. Yeah. I, it never and worked. I approve of everyone. I approve of everyone in the world. Yeah. Yes. yes. Screw it. We are the way we are in this present moment right now. Everything is okay to accept everything the way it is right now because the past can't be changed. Forgiveness is coming to the present moment. That's all it is. Come to the now. Come to the now. Yeah. And it's this walk the ducks back. <sighs> now right okay and in that moment if we do decide to choose the approval over the criticism and the grievance whether it's with ourselves another the grievance with the present moment the way it is a situation if we choose the good over the bad shift what we see as a gift or a curse it will be that <laughs> it will be that and if we look upon you know if we look upon ourselves as worthy and we approve of ourselves we embody that and, yeah. and the opportunities that come our way reflect that yeah. and the things we choose reflect that. We tell ourselves we're limitless and we can take, we can go, like Ed's saying, go for this other job that he wants in, in expansion. We're yes. here to expand. Yes. You do the world a favor yes. if you expand. Yes. He's worthy of expansion. Come on, expand everybody. And it doesn't mean we don't feel fear. It's okay to feel the fear and do it anyway. 
Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the taking action in spite of it. Mm. You don't have to get rid of the fear. If you have fear in the present moment, it's okay. We hold those parts that are in fear. We can work with the fear. You don't have to get rid of it. Yeah. And that's the glory. You don't have to get rid of anything in the present moment. You, it, you're good enough the way you are with the fear yeah. or without the fear. Being brave doesn't mean you're not scared. It just means that you carry on. Right. <laughs> Expand, evolve. You're here for that. And, and, and you're capable of that. If anyone listening, you're capable of that. Yes. You know what? Yeah, you, yeah. you just made me realize something, Miranda, which I had no intention of when I first sent you. I sent Miranda a card called The Power oh, of no, New. No. And it's how the moment I've, I started to give the word now the, syno the s synonym. I thought you were going to say Sinatra. <laughs> I did it my way. The uh that it's it's synonymous with new. But the key for the now to become new and this is why the now moment I never wanted to be in because I had no idea the power of forgiveness. Now it's all becoming clear. Yeah. Because the now is always going to seem like a stale, dead experience, or that's at best. At worst, the nightmare I've been in. So I don't want to be in the now, and that was the problem. But I didn't realize through forgiveness, the now, your now, that, that now that's always seemed like, well, I don't want to be in it. I want to drink. I want to run. I want to kill myself. All these ideas that go through our head to escape the now. Forgiveness makes each now new. That's what makes yep. the now a new, a new enlightening and uh, uh, full of infinite possibilities and opportunities for ourselves. It's forgiveness that makes the now this wonderful new experience. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Forgiveness is the missing link. It's the best. Can I just say really, really quick? Oh, yeah. Guys, we don't want to keep you, but we have time. Yeah, go ahead. Just, my old lodger, um, uh, 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 she's just an amazing woman that used to live with me, used to say in any situation that if I was freaking out or she was freaking out or anyone was freaking out in any way, she'd just come and she'd go, what is possible here? Mm. <laughs> in the moment when we're in any head screw of any kind, okay, but what is possible here? I'm seeing the present moment as, you know, oh God, how can I possibly be happy mm. with this or whatever? Actually, but what is possible here? And then we open the possibility to the miracle where we suddenly don't end up with two horses or whatever like could have happened with you, Daryl, yeah. with the story that you shared at the beginning. If you'd have entered that moment with a grievance, yeah. you wouldn't have seen a solution. And you might have actually ended up with two horses that you didn't want. Right. <laughs> or even one at best. Right. You know? Yeah. We don't see the solution. We don't see the possibility. We don't see the miracle unless we go. We turn our head a little and go, how can I see this differently? Yes. And of course, I, I want to see things differently. Yes, <laughs> I want to. Take forward. I want to. Yeah. You okay, said so something amazing too. You said, when I prove myself, then I start approving of others. And there's these two teachers I was dealing with, one in particular. And once I started doing the self-approval, I forgot all about this. Then I said, and I approve of... Uh, so I'm like so. so and so. Uh, I approve. I, I automatically started approving of her because 
I started realizing I am loved even with all my quirks, especially with all my quirks. It's, this is not a game of me trying to be that crazy, sick, perfect th thing that I thought was, that's not perfect anyway. The thought, the idea that I thought I was trying to, uh, the me I was trying to, that's crap. I'm already that person. And so is, she's allowed to have her quirks and he's allowed to have, this other guy's allowed to have his, his quirks because it doesn't matter. My joy comes from within. And so when I was driving to school, uh, after I did the approval, I, all of a sudden I started feeling, the, uh, like you said, head screw. And I just gave it a voice in my car. I was like, I had to let it into the light. I was just like, ah, da, 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 da. and I was like, all right, I love you. Thank you for letting me know how you're feeling. When I saw those people, because I had owned it, I didn't end up with two horses in my, those two no. horses in my stable. I let them <laughs> be them. Yes. And I realized that they were just triggering stuff within me. And I'm now I'm not trying to make them into something they're not or whatever. I'm just loving them for like I got quirks, they got quirks, but I don't have to dance with those quirks that you know because I've let go of the thing that would have pulled me even more into what I didn't want by bringing it into the light and approving of myself. And it's so much more fun. We're all bizarre beings. We're all really bizarre beings. So why not enjoy being <laughs> these bizarre people? That I mean, I'm super like. I play the straight man on this show sometimes and because um, I got the most creative person I know next to me. But, like, I'm really, really bizarre and I just want you to know that. Like, whatever you think you're doing. and But but I'm not like Daryl and Ed. No, I guarantee whatever that is, God loves you for it anyway. Whatever that thing oh, yeah, is. Come on, I'm think. an absolute nutcase. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like bring it, your quirks, your flaws, yeah. be it, live it. You know, just, just embrace who you are. Right. It's okay. You know, like. Right. Whatever, you know, we're all normal for what we've been through and there's no really such right. thing as that. So. That's right. It's happy it's happy happy people don't hurt each other. Like happy and if they do they say sorry, we keep moving. But the things that we fear the most we often bring upon us because we forget that it's yeah. the joy. The joy we want to have a, a, a we want to have a world full of strange and quirky people. I think we used to have more of them when before people started dissecting their minds. There's just all kinds of strange people doing amazing things, but they didn't know any better, so they just did it, right? Like we hear each other's voices too much and judgments and all this big through social media, all this stuff. I think back in the day, people were just like, I guess I'm normal. I just do what I you know. like. We need to return to a world where like joy, we are just joyously whatever we are. And, and that brings out the best. And that brings out the evolution. That brings out the God. That brings out all of this greatness. And forgiveness is a huge part of that. Do we want to read it's the Daily Word? Do you want to read the Daily Word? Uh, then we can get out of here. Absolutely. Absolutely so. Forgiving. I let go of anger and return to joy. Whenever I find I am harboring feelings of resentment or I'm stuck in destructive thought patterns, I make the effort to come to peace with what I'm struggling to forgive. I release my grip on my past hurts and my healing begins. As I let go, I feel lighter as the chains of unforgiveness that had bound me and weighed me down begin to fall away. Joy awaits me at the end of my forgiveness journey. It is my birthright to live light free and unencumbered by negativity and pain. In this way, forgiveness is the ultimate self-care practice. It is the kindest gift I can give myself to lay the burden of resentment down and set myself free. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, 
forgive each other just as the Lord has forgiven you so you must also forgive yeah ah that's great and the, <laughs> that that Lord the you really could say just as the law has forgiven you it is the law the law never the law of life the principles they hold nothing against any of us and we just have to forgive in order to let it in, to let in the, the truth. And uh, we thank you, Miranda, for the truth that you have brought to us. We do have a story. Um, From your childhood yeah. in Leeds, I think. I don't know. Want to um, <laughs> let people know where they can find you. Yes. Stay connected with you, please. Oh, yeah. And um, feel free to reach out anyone on. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It's at Miranda Arieh. Arieh is A-R-I-E-H. Yeah, and feel free, like my, my inbox is always open. It might take me a while to get back, but if anyone is struggling with the mental health at any point, I am open to just, uh, yeah, sending you a few voice messages or whatever. If you want any guidance on anything, please do feel free to connect. It'd be lovely to connect. Beautiful. And I told you earlier, just so our listeners know, our, and our viewers know, I Miranda's already had a positive influence on my school. I shared something that Miranda shared um, on Instagram. It's a really healing, Video. if you're going to be on Instagram, it's one of these things where you listen and it just reminds you of yes. everything we're talking about. And I shared it with my principal and now she wants to have the training on this. Um, some of the things we've talked about in my school. So it's happening. We're yes. talking about bringing it in and it's, it's happening. happening. Yeah. So um, yes, there's really great short videos, Miranda's videos on Instagram and wherever you find her. Yeah. And I, we highly recommend them. We approve of this message. Because yeah. God, <laughs> yes, we do. God, God has ways that we know not of, and the good part is when the old stuff stops working, that's when people, st and they really, like, just like us, when they really need it, here we are. Oh, here yeah, these it. tools are. Yeah, they're, well, they're there for us. Well, you know the slogan. Right. Don't worry. When he's when he's tired of living in hell, he'll come looking for heaven. Like, yeah. You don't have to coerce anyone. They'll eventually come. Just yeah. be there when they come. That's like we say. So we keep want, the door open. Once we knock ourselves onto the mat, yeah. And then God goes to work. <laughs> yeah, then God can finally do something. <laughs> so um, one day, by the way, we found this story about you, Miranda, uh, in the UK um, tabloids. One day during Sunday school, little Miranda got caught smoking in the girls' room at, summer, at Sunday school, for all th of all things, in order to teach Miranda a lesson and avoid getting caught in the devil's clutches. The nun gave her a long talk on the ins and outs of sin, prayer, and forgiveness. When she finished the lesson, she asked little Miranda, Now, Miranda, what do we have to do before we go before the Lord to ask for forgiveness? Little Miranda smiled and confidently replied, We have to commit a sin. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I don't write them. I just read them. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's the silly thing that a lot of people believe. Yeah, that I got to be no sin. Yeah, that yeah. I. Well, yeah, but you know, like I when I was in in, in Catholic uh, school training, I remember, and my wife and I have shared this, which is we had to learn how to do penance. So it was a bunch of like six year old kids coming up with sins so that we could then get. <laughs> it's like so backwards. It was like, what am I gonna say? I yelled at my brother. You're like, we're making up. This is, but it's really a metaphor for what happens. Yeah. We were making up sins so that we could get the forgiveness instead of just for living. For knowing we're forgiven. Instead of just living in the love to begin I'm with. getting straight out of here and going to commit some crime. Yeah. <laughs> really in the mood for committing some crime. If anyone would do it, you could do it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, should we sing our way out of here? Yeah, we're going to sing a special treat from Sheree. Who is this from? Sheree. No, Sir Ringo. Sir Paul. Yes. When you were young <laughs> and your heart was an open book, you used to say, <laughs> live and let live. You know you did, you know you did, you know you did. <laughs> but if this ever-changing world in which we live in makes you give in and cry, do-do-do. Say forgive and let die. Forgive and let die. Visit DarylandEd.com to find easy links to everything we do. Miranda Arie, we love you. Love you too. But if this ever-changing world in which we live in makes you give in and cry. No, no, no. Say forgive and let die. Forgive and let die. Let that old story die. Forgive it. Forgive and let die. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Isn't that an amazing podcast? Well, you could do that too here at Chobostudios.com here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and if you're not in Los Angeles, you could always go to podshuttle.io. It's our fully remote editing service where you will cut up clips, we'll edit for you. Uh, podcast management, we do it all, baby. We got the digital goods here at Pod Shuttle and Chobo. We love you.